Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, where black lawmakers say a ban on critical race theory is a political spectacle that ignores U.S. history. Not uh, any focus at all on the free labor that our people gave that made the American economy the superpower that it became. And is it racist then that I only got European history? I think so. When it comes to the claim by Governor Ron DeSantis that people who have had COVID now have very strong immunity, PolitiFact says that's mostly true. To say that if you have recovered, that you have acquired robust immunity. There is uh, substantial evidence of that. Now, DeSantis and Senator Marco Rubio are lashing out at the Biden administration for rationing the COVID-19 antibody treatment they've been heavily promoting. This is the Biden administration punishing Florida, and they're saying to Florida and states like Florida, oh yeah, you're not going to have mandates, you're not going to do what we want you to do, well then guess what? We're going to cut off your antibody treatment and your access to them. We've got two Sunrise interviews for you today. First up, State Representative Geraldine Thompson offers a history lesson for her colleagues calling for a ban on critical race theory. Then we have PolitiFact senior correspondent John Greenberg, who has been keeping tabs on the governor's natural immunity claims, plus your calendar of political events and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, September 17th. Today is Constitution and Citizenship Day, a time to recognize the anniversary of the nation's Constitution and the efforts and responsibilities of all citizens. It's International Country Music Day and National Concussion Awareness Day as well. On this day in 1683, Dutch scientist Antoine van Leeuwenhoek is the first to report the existence of bacteria. And in 1787, the U.S. Constitution is signed by delegates at the Philadelphia Convention. On yesterday's sunrise, we mentioned House Bill 57 by Republican State Representative Randy Fine, who is white, would ban the use of what's known as critical race theory in training, policy, or any other context in all levels of government here in Florida. Critical race theory is about indoctrination of a political ideology that is wrong, it is Marxist, it is racist, and it is un-American. Black lawmakers call the move a political spectacle that ignores U.S. history and are calling for teaching African-American history. Here is my Sunrise conversation with State Representative Geraldine Thompson, a Democrat who is black. Well, uh, I think it's um, something that's unnecessary because critical race theory is a graduate level course that's normally taught in law school. It is not taught in uh, the K-12 system here in the state of Florida. So it's legislation to uh, address a problem that does not exist. A lot of people have a misunderstanding about critical race theory as it relates to African-American history. They're two very different things. 
critical race theory uh, indicates that American society, whether you're talking about education, educational attainment, and the gap that exists between certain members of the society, that that has been impacted by race. And that the same thing holds true with regard to health disparities and diseases that are more prevalent in certain communities that, uh, than in others. And critical race theory indicates that that as well is due to decisions that have been made based on race. Now, the difference between that and the instruction of African-American history, which is something that I have been really advocating for a very long time, and in the last two sessions, I filed bills because we've had a law in Florida since 1994 that requires that in all 67 uh, districts that this instruction be provided. And according to the Commissioner of Education's African-American History Task Force, they have found that only 11 of the 67 counties are actually providing acceptable uh, instruction in African-American history. And what I mean by acceptable is that it's not something that's only focused on in February, that it's something that is spread across 180 days, which is the length of the academic school year in Florida. Are you worried that this will move forward and become law, this bill, because politically it's a charged and controversial topic, just the mention of critical race theory? We've already seen the governor and the Board of Education to restrict it in schools. So it seems it just has the pathway to becoming law with the Republican majority. Because of the climate in America, uh, when you can distort things uh, and suggest, for example, that the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was just a normal group of tourists coming to the Capitol, which is a major distortion. But when you can say that, you possibly could see uh, a bill like this uh, advancing in the state of Florida. Lastly, you identified critical race theory as an advanced topic taught in universities, but Fine calls that topic racist in its view. What are your thoughts on critical race theory alone, the subject being taught on the highest level in education as racist? Well, when I was in school, uh, high school, middle school, etc., I was taught European history. I was taught about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson mainly uh, white men. And the position that was advanced was that they were the ones who built America. Not uh, any focus at all on the free labor that our people gave that made the American economy the superpower that it became. And is it racist then that I only got European history? I think so. I think we need to broaden and expand and be more inclusive in terms of the history uh, that we present to our students. The only woman that I learned about was Betsy Ross, and she sold the American flag. That was it. Forget Amelia Earhart or Bessie Coleman 
uh, or, you know, other women who have accomplished uh, just outstanding things. Certainly, I did not learn about Dr. Bethune in school. And so I think that's racist. So I think you have two sides of the coin. You can't single out what you think is, is racist. Either you're going to present the whole picture or what you're presenting is distorted and not factual. Thanks to Representative and former Senator Geraldine Thompson. Governor Ron DeSantis has been pushing back against vaccine mandates, especially for those who've already been infected by COVID-19. These first responders in particular have been exposed to all kinds of, many of them have already had COVID. Okay, let's just be honest. They have had COVID, they've recovered, and most of them, well, the ones that have recovered, have very strong immunity. That's very clear from every... That press conference in particular made national headlines. There were a number of misleading or just false statements, like when one of the speakers claimed the vaccine changes a person's RNA. But aside from that, we checked in with PolitiFact senior editor John Greenberg for a closer look on what DeSantis has been saying about natural immunity. I have been wondering, watching the governor at his press conference as he rails and stresses natural immunity and i've been wondering like you know some of the things he's been saying is anyone around to fact check and i'm so glad you were able to do this so tell me about your findings looking at his stressing over vaccine and and natural immunity when it comes to the covid 19 vaccine sure so the specific context was the governor was talking in gainesville and uh, Gainesville seems to have a fairly hardline position on uh, vaccine mandates for city workers. Now, I don't know the details of that, but I did read what was said, and it seemed pretty strict. Get vaccinated or you have another choice of a place to work. So the governor went there and he said, we really should consider, or the city should consider, that the uh, immunity that someone gains through uh, having had the disease and recovered from the disease is very strong. And he said studies backed that up. And so that's what we looked at specifically. And essentially, you can see the choice there. If you are an employer, do you look at somebody and say, show me your vaccine certificate or show me that you've recovered? Is that included that you've recovered and therefore presumably have some sort of robust immunity. So what did you find in looking at what he has claimed? He mentioned an Israel study to support his statements that natural immunity is very strong also that you can really depend on it, especially for these first responders who have had the virus before and have survived it. Yeah. So we looked at that uh, study out of Israel. We looked at a study out of the uh, at a Rockefeller University and there is definitely uh, some evidence that you do get this robust response once you've recovered. Uh, now, there are some caveats here. First of all, the most important is it's a heck of a lot safer to get your immunity through vaccination than through getting infected. Because if you go ahead and get infected, you may get very ill. Some people die. So vaccination, the odds are way, way, way better. Uh, so those two 
you know, situations are considerably different. However, there is sufficient evidence to say that if you have recovered, that you have acquired robust immunity. There is uh, substantial evidence of that. No, it's been tough to pinpoint where the governor really stands on the issue. It's not a full-throated endorsement of vaccines, but he's come a long way of like, you know, encouraging it and saying that he sees the benefit, but also stresses more the monoclonal antibody treatment. So there's some sort of evolution, but not everything is like, you know, once and for all. So your finding ultimately is that his statement is mostly true? It's mostly true. And I think that you need to tease out the separate factors involved. And by the way, one of the factors is that if you do acknowledge that uh, natural immunity is robust, there's a big challenge in actually uh, sort of verifying that with an individual. It's just simply much more complicated than looking at someone's vaccination card. Yeah. So where do we go from here? Everything depends on what point you want to make. If you want to make the narrow point that you have acquired immunity, if you've recovered from the disease, fine, then that's what the data supports at this point. And we always emphasize more studies may change that later on. This is COVID after all. But uh, if you want to say from a public health perspective that natural immunity is the way to go, well, then that's clearly not the case. Clearly getting vaccinated is the way to go. And one other thing to mention is that if you really want uh, the most robust protection, if you have recovered from COVID, then getting one dose of the vaccine, the studies preliminarily show that you're going to be better off as well. So it all depends on what policy question you're going to address. All right. Well, John Greenberg, thank you so much for taking this time to dig into this research and helping us all understand more about what the governor is saying and understanding more about this virus. My pleasure. And thank you for being interested. Well, there's already a new war underway, and this time it's over the monoclonal antibody treatment that DeSantis has been pitching around the clock for those who've contracted the virus. The Biden administration has expanded the access to across the nation instead of just the steady stream to Florida and six other states. They will now get a reduced supply. Senator Marco Rubio took to a porch and recorded this video to vent. Every day, it's something new with these people in the Biden administration. And they literally want to punish and control everybody that doesn't do what they want them to do. The White House defended their actions to reduce the supply, saying the administration is increasing the treatments in September by 50%, while warning the supply isn't unlimited. But that excuse doesn't fly with Senator Rubio. Is the Biden administration punishing Florida? And they're saying to Florida and states like Florida, oh yeah, you're not going to have mandates? You're not going to do what we want you to do? Well then guess what? We're going to cut off your antibody treatment and your access to them. This is ridiculous. This is outrageous. People see it for what it is. These people are completely out of control. I don't know what we can do about it in Congress, but I'm going to start looking at it because this stuff needs to stop. These people are bordering now on tyranny and it's outrageous. It has to stop. 
And here's your calendar of events. The Florida Department of Economic Opportunity is scheduled to release an August unemployment report at 10. The Visit Florida Marketing Council will hold a conference call to discuss a marketing update also at 10. The Palm Beach Area Refugee Task Force will hold an online meeting. And Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed will hold a roundtable discussion with parents in the Tampa Bay area to discuss impact of the Pandemic Child Nutrition Assistance Program That's at 12. And finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tramel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again next week. It's Legislative Committee Week for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. 